Welcome to Tech Driven Business. In this second part of our two-part episode, I continue the conversation with Nicole Smith, the Vice President of Human Experience Management at SAP. She'll share her thoughts on industry trends that is important to any size business in any industry. Thanks for joining me today. So last time we really dove into your sales experience because I think that is important for my listeners to have the inside view of how a good salesperson works, right? Um, It's really important. And that it is always possible to forge a long-term relationship that are beneficial for whoever is involved in the process. So with that, uh, in this episode, I wanted to focus on two things. Uh, The first thing I want to focus is on industry trends you're seeing as technology keeps changing, as we all know, Uh, especially with COVID uh, last year. It's been a rapidly and and fiercely changing landscape uh, in the the IT and in general in business. So that's one of my uh, area of interest, uh, which my listeners like to get some feedback from you. And then second thing is, how are your customers leveraging these trends in their business? So if you're ready, uh, we can get into our discussion. That sounds great. I'll try to tackle answering both um, together. So you really hit the nail on the head. The world is changing. It was changing, you know, a lot before COVID. And now it's just interjected some new challenges and I think has caused customers to really rethink a lot about uh, technology. Technology enables change, right? And so I think the future is all about agility, having information at the speed of thought, you know, automation, AI-driven decision-making. These are really the megatrends that I see, you know, with my customers and that my customers are thinking about and consequently you know, SAP is looking to enable. So when I think about the large, very complex organizations around, you know, the world that SAP services, I would kind of categorize maybe the trends into three, you know, buckets, right? First being just the general move to cloud, getting out of the data center business, simplifying the operations, doing some business process re-engineering, you know, fit to standard, leveraging the business networks that are out there and the economy of scale that companies can take advantage of. This is, you know, part and parcel to being able to innovate and able to tell your business partners what's going on um, with your company and what should we do in the future, right? So this is definitely a topic that uh, a lot of companies are challenged with. So technology vendors like SAP are doing everything possible to make that as minimally disruptive and easy as possible, right? And so when you think about what SAP is offering, we've come out with Uh, a new offering as of this year called Rise with SAP, which is our business transformation as a service offering, which is something we've never done before, right? Where it's intended to be uh, an easy button as much as it can be to business transformation, right? So it's all about simplicity, even from a contract perspective, one offer, one contract, one SLA, with a really strong TCO and business case. Um, And it comes with a package of uh, cloud ERP offerings from our S4 ERP 
to our business technology platform, which we use to extend the capabilities of what comes in a core service. Uh, it contains a lot of different microservices and solutions for you know innovation, for analytics, for um, complex decision making. And uh, we have like a business network starter pack and even some business process intelligent tools that we've just packaged together to help customers to be very prescriptive with something flexible, right? But prepackaged to get them to that move and to make it just click and make a lot of sense financially and from a business process change perspective. You know, the second one I see is having the ability or finding the ability to really harness the power of data. Data is your biggest asset, in my personal opinion. Thinking about the data that's inside your four walls, outside of your four walls, to ultimately drive better outcomes. So a lot of companies I see, you know, they're data rich, but they're information poor. Data's everywhere, but it's siloed. It's in multiple systems, ERPs, spreadsheets, SharePoint sites, people's head, right? People's laptops. And, you know, now with all of the cloud computing technology that's coming out, it's so much easier um, and cheaper to create kind of a single platform point of entry that we can grab and consume all of this data. Um, so we're able to give ultimately the business and IT um, unfederated access to secure area where you can literally have a single point of entry for any piece of information um, in in the business and in the technology stack. And also thinking about capturing data that's not operational in nature, like experience data. What do our customers think about us? What do our su suppliers, do they find us easy to do business with? What do our employees think? How is their journey um, at this company going and leveraging that data to marry it with all the operational data because decisions about people, process, technology isn't always black and white. We also need to consider, right, what the sentiment, what people are feeling, telling us in terms of leveraging that to make decisions moving forward. And then the last one, and the one I'm personally the most passionate about, is just automation, right? You think about all the companies out there that are getting into the intelligent workflow, the process automation, making very proactive decisions. Um, we have an entire strategy and methodology around business process excellence and really, you know, some building blocks, right? Going from process insights. There's technology out there now that actually tells you, this is what my process is doing. Where before you were left with hiring a consulting company to go interview you know, everybody and trying to figure that out, there's been no way from a technology perspective to really um, see that, right? And you could see, what's my best process? How many people are variating from that? How much time is that taking me? Why do I have three approvals to buy a pencil, right? And you're able to quantify what that's, what, you know, time and effort and money that that's ultimately costing you. And then being able to build upon that to now would I know what my process is like? How do I take steps to automate it? How do I create automatic workflows, alerts, take action when something is falling out of a specific tolerance? That to me 
is game changing and is really going to be the future of work. Um, SAP just made major, you know, steps in this space. We've recently acquired a company, Signavio, who's an industry leader in business process excellence. Again, tells us um, what users are actually doing in a system, in a business process, and makes suggestions on how to do that better, more efficiently, in an automated way. And then we can build out those capabilities and actually put them into action using those services I mentioned earlier from our business technology platform. So many, many companies are very focused in this space. And I think it's, you know, really, really exciting. Oh, no, for sure. I think that's you hit upon all those three key areas, which are really important for customers to know and, and excel in. Um, and that kind of leads me into this, um, my next question. Um, and this one is dear and near to me because I've seen someone in action um, about this topic and they were in my earlier podcast uh, and he's a CIO who's just retired. And I could see that the benefits that they reap with this approach. So let me go ahead and ask that. Um, as far as early adopters, right, um, and the ones that want to wait and see, there's, you're always going to see that trend, right, between oh, yes. the early ones versus the ones who like to get some time between the technology being out there versus adopting it. What are some of the commonalities you've seen uh, in your experience with the early adopters, especially uh, like, is it really the funding part? Is it the different dynamics in the teams? What makes them willing to take that leap? Can you dive into that? Sure. I think there are some dependencies on this question, right? The size of the company, how complex is their existing landscape will always come into play. I see smaller companies being able to have the ability to be more nimble, even from their decision-making structures, you know, landscape aside, right? Um, but I think what I see for companies that are early adopters are they have a really strong strategic vision and North Star. They know their why. Everyone is already aligned on it, right? They have some kind of agreement, at least verbally, that there's funding that needs to enable this, right? And they have very, very strong top-down sponsorship, right? And I think the companies um, that are slower to move and the late adopters, what I try to really educate them on is there's always an opportunity to innovate around in the edge, as we call it, right? Something that's non-disruptive to their existing landscapes. There's so many technology options out there, platform as a service model, SaaS models, right? I don't think companies have a choice anymore. You have to innovate, you have to be disruptive, and there's ways to do it in a non-disruptive manner. Um, and I think another commonality with customers that are early innovators, I see the same ones being early adopters, right? It's not just with one particular program, it's kind of a sentiment across the organization. And uh, a lot of customers have a really strong partnership with SAP, also are early adopters. And I use that, you know, I don't, you know, that's a very commonly overused term, like strategic partnership, right? But 
a true partnership is a two-way street, right? SAP is a very large company. We have a big team. We have a lot of $4 billion in R&D. And there's a lot of advantages that we give to customers that want to be early adopters to make sure uh, that they are successful, to hedge the risk, to offer white glove types of programs and assistance to making sure that they're successful. Because quite frankly, I think what lo gets lost sometimes with customers is, you know, we need you to be successful because we need you to go talk about how great this technology is. We can't let you fail, right? So there's a lot of advantages um, that companies can take advantage of with large technology partners to be that early adopter. Absolutely. I agree. No, that makes a lot of sense. So what about like, you know, let me let me talk about this now. Uh, for those that are listening in today and maybe on the fence, you know, wanting to invest in a new technology or service, whatever that looks like for them, yeah. uh, what piece of advice would you want to share with them? Well, you know, I think I, I kind of mentioned earlier, I don't, you know, investing in technology almost isn't a choice anymore, right? It, it's a requirement, you know, for both short term and long term success. So I think it's really about making sure you pick a partner who is going to be around for your long term success. What's the viability of this company? How long have they been around? How much do they spend on R&D? How big is their support organization? These are certainly things that you should be thinking about. Don't get distracted with a bright and shiny, you know, object sometimes or a very cheap price that uh, the saying is true. You get what you pay for. Right. And also consider what the rest of your landscape looks like. There's so much more value in an integrated platform than there is in trying to string a bunch of best of breed or point solutions together. You know, they, they look attractive and cheaper when you evaluate them in a vacuum. But when you look across your entire landscape and the total cost of ownership and the integration costs, right? Having that integrated platform definitely sets you up for that longer term success. So I would certainly... Um, encourage that. And again, if you're hesitant on the fence of making a big transformation, there are ways to eat the elephant and there are ways to do it non-destructively and step-by-step -step and innovating on the edge. And the last thing that I would say is, you know, don't be afraid to put your cards on the table with, with your salesperson or your account team, right? Hey, we have budget issues here. I have a cash flow issue here. I need help with the business case. We can do so much more together to help if we can have a transparent dialogue about what you want and what your barriers are to get there. And there's a lot of people dedicated towards eliminating those. And so making sure that you, you know, just have that heart to heart with your account team, I think is also especially important. I think you hit it on the head. I mean, uh, openness goes a long way. And and I think that's what's going to make the difference, especially for folks who are on the fence or thinking about it, but not don't have the ways of making that, you know, next leap of faith is always good to have that open conversation and, and lead into that, whatever the next step looks like for them. So let me ask you something more internal. You know, you played various roles in your time at SAP what makes you so committed to the company and the service and products that you are selling? 
Yeah, I think um, I, I really think it's about at the core of my being believing in them myself. Um, I've always also believed in the leadership and the strategy that SAP is taking. They're a good company. They want to do well in the world, help people run better lives, right? That's the core of our our being. And um, they take great care of their people. They really do care about customer success. And that's so important to me. If I don't feel like I, you know, believe in what my leadership is doing, you know, that makes my job 10 times harder, right? And I think just the sheer power of SAP and the SAP machine amazes me. And it um, invigorates me, right? 77% of the world's transaction revenue flows through an SAP system. There's just so much experience and so much scale that comes with, you know, being a market leader like that. It's exciting. It, it allows us the opportunity to do really big things and make an actual impact with some of the largest companies in the world. So that's what motivates me to kind of get up every day and just really seeing great customer outcomes come to fruition. That's really awesome. Thank you. And I'd like to thank you so much for sharing your thoughts with our listeners today. I think it's been an amazing conversation and, um, I know that whoever is listening in, they will get the benefits of one of what you shared with us today. I hope so. Thanks for having me. It's been a blast. Nicole's ability to gauge technology and business allows for her to share some really valuable insights on what we all should be aware of as we continue to drive our business forward. Innovation, agility, and informed decision-making are valuable to all of us.